I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Chris Hall is an independent travel consultant, counselor, and husband. As a travel consultant, he works with his team to bring a concierge level of care to the travel industry. Chris and his team know firsthand that websites and travel apps leave a big gap in the personal touch that makes travel personal, accessible, and timeless. Chris Hall also upgraded to become Chris Bionic Man Hall after a car accident cost him his leg. If you know a veteran struggling with PTSD or a veteran who is an amputee, this episode will showcase the resilience, personal development, character, and extreme positivity that let Chris heal, forgive, and upgrade his life. Let's get started. We met in the personal development coaching community. Why is personal development and coaching vital to your life? Personal development is very vital to my life because it's just great to continue to grow. You know, you look at things, you look at people, and, you know, we're one of the only species that can continue to take things and look into the future. Mm. So the fact that we can grow from learning, reading, and just listening to people and actually applying it. Because if you don't apply it, then you won't grow. So I'm huge on listening to motivational speakers, keeping positive energy, reading things that just little quotes and just mm-hmm. keeping positive energy. And it will also help with your personal development because I feel you also have to have a positive mindset when you're trying to grow as a person. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Was there ever a time in your life where you weren't being coached or accessing personal development? Yes. I would say, you know, when you go to college, that is college. Even though you're there for personal development, you're there just because you're supposed to be there. <laughs> like, that's what's expected of you. You know, after high school, go to college. You know, I wasn't very coached until I would say 29 going into 30 when I started listening to more motivational speakers and understanding, like, everybody's a coach, really. People don't look at it like that. Your teachers are coaches. The people you interact with at work are coaches. The kids, everybody is a coach because it's how you look at the lessons that are being given to you each day. Do you have any go-to motivational speakers that you would say really, you know, helps you out when those tough moments occur? It would definitely be Eric Thomas. It was so funny how I was introduced to him by my fraternity brother. He played him one day to play the, the Guru story, the football video, and we were just watching it. He was like, oh, look at this video. And I was like, oh, this is a cool video. Like, we watched it. And, you know, you hear the voice in the background. You're like, oh, that's cool. That's what he's saying. It makes sense. And then that was probably when I was, like, 27. So mm-hmm. I didn't hear his voice again until I was 29. And then wow. I was like... Oh, I heard that voice. Like, I know I heard that voice. And then I listened and I just started going through all his stuff, everything, listening to podcasts. I was like, you know what? I need to see what is he doing with this. And I heard about Breeze University, which is a community of like-minded, positive people. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. that's how we met through the running group that they started in in Breeze University. And to be honest, I would have thought of how fast and how hard you do run. I looked at your picture and judged you straight on that. Like, oh, he's not going to do too much. And then you hit a thousand miles halfway through the year. Well, I think it was less than that because my goal was a thousand and I (laughs) wanted to get it over with. I just, those goals (laughs) are things on my to-do list. So pushing, 
you know, and that's why personal development is great for me as well. I like what you said, like Mm -hmm. everyone is a coach, but at times you need it to be a bit more formal so that you can measure your steps to get better. And I think in Breathe University, we had such a unique platform to be challenged in a system that we knew produced results. And the run group was definitely a part of being challenged because prior to that, I hadn't ran since I left the military. And it was good to challenge myself again and really get outside my comfort zone. And, and uh, I haven't ran and I haven't ran ever. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. That was the first time I was pushed to really run, in a sense, besides playing basketball, but like in a sense of just focusing, running, just you, the treadmill, or you, and the concrete, I, that was the first time. Right. And now, as you talk about that push to run, tell me more about the zone you go into when challenging yourself to run, something that, for the most part, you could just avoid, with good reason. Absolutely. I think that serenity you get when running, when pushing yourself, your heart rate's going, your lungs are going. But even so, when I run, I look forward the whole time. But then at like midway through my run, you know, I'll stop and look back just to reflect on, wow, look how far I've come from just this, like from just running from where I was. And that's how I look at life. Like you always have to just keep looking ahead go forward, but also take the time to reflect and be like, wow, I came this far. Let's see how much further I can go. Yeah. 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 That's strong. Now, along the journey, something I learned from you is that you maintain this extreme positivity. And I remember you broke that down for me with the power of a smile one time. And I'd love for you to just touch on that and just share some of your insights and, you know, weathering storms, keeping a positive outlook, mm-hmm. and then the power of a smile. Weather and storms. Well, when I say weather and storms, I would definitely reflect back to my own, what others would say is a storm when I was in a car accident. I was in a car accident in 2008, April 12th, and I lost my right leg in a car accident with my friend. He fell asleep at the wheel, and it was on a four-lane highway, and the car hit my side, and I was the only one wearing my seatbelt. So, you know, others look at that like, oh, my God, well, what if you didn't wear my seatbelt? I might not be here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'm very grateful for the fact that I was wearing my seatbelt. I'm alive. I forgave my friend. I forgave my friend right away. I didn't want that on his heart to feel that he took something from me because I gained so much out of it. Mm-hmm. And when I speak about the power of the smile, it's because of that. Like through this, through losing my right leg, who sit in the hospital for months with my father next to me. I smiled every single day. And that's how I was before. So I wasn't going to let uh, obstacle, as what I will call it, change that. The power of a smile would change anybody's day because somebody could be sad and happy. You don't know what they're thinking, but you know, you go up to them and say, hey, how you doing? And you're just smiling. That energy that you're giving, the power of it, it goes to them, whether you like it or not. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. It could be that one day that you don't smile, their day could have changed if you did it, if you just smiled and just said, Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't want to gloss over that because, you know, in the veterans community, we have people who lose limbs. And at times, that's so much of a change of lifestyle that, you know, many want to give up. Many want to lose hope. 
And that's why your extreme positivity and just your character in terms of forgiving your friend right away is something that I think the veterans community can learn from, especially in moving beyond the moment, moving beyond the accident. Can you talk to that just a bit? Yeah, I would definitely say it takes, you have to put yourself in the other person's shoe of whoever did it or whatever occurred, whatever way you lost a limb or whatever way someone wronged you, you have to also put yourself in their shoes. That's what I did. So that's what I recommend anybody else to do is to put yourself in their, your shoes. How would you feel if you were in an accident? You were the cause of your friend to lose a limb and he doesn't like you and he hates you. And the crazy thing is, even with, you know, my situation is we haven't spoke about the situation for eight, nine years. So we recently just spoke about it. I was like, well, you know, how were you thinking when you woke up? Like, what, what were you thinking? I asked my friend and he said, I woke up, I said, well, if anybody's hurt, I'm going to kill myself. Mm. That was exactly what the, the words he said. He said, I was going to kill myself. So think if, think if I did wake up and say, oh, I hate you. I'm never forgiving you. You took something from me. He would have took his life and then that would have been on me. Mm. But all it took was me forgiving him, looking on the bright side and continue to be a friend because that's who I was before and that's who we are now. We're still great friends from college since 2005. So that's what it took because you never know what could have been the other outcome. Yeah, yeah. What really stuck to me was Ever since I got to know you, you always said your friend. And I don't think there's many people walking around with that type of just forgiveness as a part of who they are. You never referred to him as the guy who or this guy I used to know. It was always, no, my friend. I forgive him right away. And so many of us call each other friends. But at times when things hit the fan, when mistakes occur, when accidents do occur, we let forgiveness stop us from moving beyond the moment. Can you talk to just your process in forgiveness? And what you said was very profound. Like, look, if him feeling guilty would allow him to take his own life, what's the point in me holding that against him when his life is valuable to me? And I think that's strong. Anything else that you can share? Because I know, again, I've seen veterans and I've visited with veterans who have lost a limb or have been changed forever by war. And a part of the healing process will need forgiveness, but that's a part that's really hard for many. Yeah. Forgiveness is never hard, but, but forgiveness is for you. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't forgive him for him. I didn't. And that's wholeheartedly, very honest. I'm being wholeheartedly right now. I didn't forgive him to say, oh, well, I don't want you know, you to pay. I forgave him because I knew I was going to be good because I was going to be a positive person out of this outcome regardless. The second I lost my leg, the first thing I said was, well, I still have breath coming out of my body. I, I still could see. I still could feel. I still could touch. I'm here. Mm-hmm. So with me being here, I'm going to do everything that I can be to be the example for others to understand that what you go through doesn't have to be you know, your situation, because, you know, people look at you, they're like, oh, you lost a leg. You're the guy who lost a leg. No, I'm just Chris. You know, right. I'm, I'm the good person. And that's what people have to reflect back to their character and understand, like, who was I before this occurred? Mm-hmm. And whoever you were before it occurred, it should be the same person you are, because then, then that shows your genuine character, because you're going to be tested. Look, I, I'm strong faith. And God, and you're going to be tested through different situations, different things to occur in your life. 
it's going to be way more obstacles that I'm still going to go through. But this was one that he was like, okay, you know, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to sit in your room? Are you going to be sorrow? Are you going to be sad? Are you going to just still be the positive person that people, when they look at you, they're confused by your positivity, but they want to be around you. Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what people have to understand, especially in the army. Yeah, like when you think about the army, when you look at the army or anybody in the military, I see strength. I see nothing but strength. People who willingly put themselves out there to become a hero because you're putting yourself first. You're putting yourself first for others. So for that fact, I always look at the military every time I see them, any person. And I get that a lot, too. They go, oh, hey, what, where were you in the service? I was like, oh, no, I wasn't in the service. I was just in a car accident. You were in the service, probably. And mm. you, you know, you're, you're giving your life for others. And that's like the ultimate sacrifice that you could do is put your own life on the line for other people to feel safe, for, for other people to be able to sleep at night. That's the ultimate sacrifice. I can't even imagine the stories that you have. Yeah. And, and your tours and other veterans have, but I love to always sit down and listen to them. And I respect them wholeheartedly for that. So since they're so strong, when they knew they were joining, that same strength needs to come out when they go through any type of obstacle, any type of, they, they just need to go back to their base. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that you kind of give us a process of tapping back into some of the things that you've already overcome. Know that you've already faced some hard things and you will face harder things in the future. And you're the same person, the same person of character, the same person of strength and the same person that lived to fight another day. And that's what this really is about surviving moment by moment and connecting to what's next. And I think you really laid out a formula for that because again, one of the stories that you shared with me was how when you're playing basketball every day, people always come up to you and always ask you, where did you serve? And you were so uh, touched by that, but you always quickly explain that you were in a car accident. And I think what people are fully attracted to is your love for life. You know, even from the time I've known you, you're a joy to be around and you really care about people. And I think it's fitting because you own a company that's in the people business. And I'd love for you to touch on that a bit and just share a bit about that. Yeah, definitely. I have my own company called The Hint of Paradise. It's a travel company. I am a romance travel specialist. And I think that definitely fits in with me and my positivity. I, I love the fact helping people book their honeymoon, book destination weddings. I also have my first uh, bachelor getaway. People, uh, they're in Cancun right now as we speak, and they are sending me photos. So I just get overjoyed with helping people experience different things. And I give them that personal touch, you know, just make sure that there's like it was special to them, like I was there if they needed me at any point. Because the difference between, you know, because people always say, oh, well, why would you book with a travel consultant? Why would you could book by yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, you could book on Expedia or Python. And the difference is when, not saying if something does occur, but if something occurs, you're going to want to call somebody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm that person who doesn't mind going above and beyond to get whatever issues you have settled. I'm there. Expedia isn't going to give you that personal touch to, your, to the place that I just went to Cancun. So I was able to give them the, oh, hey, you should go here. You should do this. I gave them breakdowns of safe things to do things to stay away from. And you're not going to get that personal touch if you're sitting there just scrolling through random people on TripAdvisor. 
Mm-hmm. Why do that when you could speak to a human being, a person who you could connect with over, usually I speak to people for at least three, four months during the process, and you get that personal touch. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Now, what do busy people need to know about travel in today's world? You know, because again, there is this deep temptation to do everything yourself. And I love what you said that, look, you have a home base when you hit any snags or snafus. Now in the military, we kind of had that home base when we were deployed all over the world. We always had a chain of command, someone in the rear making sure that we got to our destination and all our needs were met. And I think in our modern times, many don't see that as necessary or don't see the cost as something that they should take on. But your success rating and what you offer for your clients is very unique in that they continue to return and do business with you, what would you say to help shift the perspective of uh, get it done on your own? And I know how painful it could be because I just had a friend who had to change their flight from Atlanta to LA and they needed to move it one day earlier and they spent like two hours on the phone. So what expertise do you bring to the table that just helps in situations like that? So even situations like that, which do occur, Sometimes everything doesn't go as smooth as you want, but think of the two hours that he spent on the phone mm-hmm. to fix his flight situation would have probably took me 15 minutes. Mm. And me and you both know that time is precious. We cannot Absolutely. get it back in any Absolutely. way, shape or form. So to all the busy people, to all the people who are like, oh no, I don't, you know, they don't want to spend the time or quote unquote waste the time looking or redoing flights or anything, he could have picked up the phone. We would have had a five-minute conversation. He would have said, hey, this is going wrong, Chris. Can we switch this? I would have said, let me call you right back. And even if I had to be on the phone for two hours, I would have been on the phone for two hours. It wouldn't have been you. It would have been you uh, utilizing your time on work, spending time with family, or being with, you know, just doing things of your leisure instead of sitting there having to fix the problem. I'm a problem solver, <laughs> a travel problem solver, as you mm, would say. Mm. And I make sure that if there is a problem, I'm here to do. I'm here to handle it. I don't want you to have any stress. I want you to just enjoy and think about your trip. The only stress you have to pick when booking with me or doing anything with me is figuring out which type of swimsuit you want to wear, <laughs> which type of clothes you want to go buy. <laughs> nice. I don't nice. want, that's as much as I could tell you. That's the only stress I want you to have. I don't want you to stress about when your flight's leaving because I'm going to send that to you. I don't want you to stress about your travel because I always make sure to book you, to have you transportation to and from your hotel. I make sure that you have a warm welcome when you get there. And I make sure that you are departed properly and home safe. I call you. I make sure, are you home yet? Did you need anything else? And even after your trip is done, I'm still calling and checking up for you because you have your kids, your birthdays, your dog's birthday. I want to know how you are. I make sure to add that personal touch when speaking to you because it's not just you're a client. You're now family. Mm, I like that. I like that. You know, and, and as you were talking, you know, it re- reminded me of more of a concierge level service. And at times people don't understand the difference. Like it's one thing to park your own car and it's another thing to have a valet at a five-star hotel 
take care of your vehicle while you're staying at the hotel, which means they wash a car if it needs to be washed, they refuel it if it needs to be refueled, and they make sure that it's garaged and safe during the time that you're in town. And I think we don't think about the things that can occur during a trip, because think about how many people in recent times, their Caribbean trips uh, was interrupted by recent storms or recent hurricane seasons. And again, if they booked it themselves, they were on the phone three, four hours, five at times, trying to get things straight, trying to get things refunded or replanned, where your clients were able to get an alert from you. Yes, we have a travel advisory and here's what the steps are to get things rescheduled. You know, and I think that's such mm-hmm. a different level of service. I agree wholeheartedly. And I had a group that had to cancel their trip because of the hurricane. They were very worried. They were nervous because they didn't hear anything back. And I said, you know, don't worry. Everything's okay. We'll just wait. We waited while I got the call. The supplier directly called me and said, hey, we're giving you guys a full refund. It's not safe for you guys to go. I got, I called them. I said, Hey guys, you don't have to worry anymore. You're going to get your money back. That was it. They didn't have to stress because I was there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. And, and, you know, I experienced that myself. You know, I had a trip to Atlanta and you were there. You were traveling to Atlanta as well. And, you know, again, this was above and beyond where I had to take a red eye flight in and you made sure that I was picked up from the airport and you didn't just make sure a car was there. You did it yourself. And I was kind of shocked because you had had a busy travel day and a busy work day as well, but you still wanted to make sure that I was taken care of. And I think that many don't understand what that type of caring character and just professionalism looks like or feels like in today's world. I I wholeheartedly agree. And, you know, like I said, I, you are my brother and I know we haven't known each other too long, but I was, I treat you like family because you are family. And I wouldn't want my, I wouldn't want my brother to sit and wait at 12 and one, because I think your flight came at like 12 or one or two, but I remember that it was late and I was like, you was like, oh, I'm gonna get an Uber. No, you will not get an Uber. (laughs) I I will pick you up personally and we will be going wherever you need to go. Yeah, and I do appreciate that. That's one of the most touching things that has occurred for me this year, you know, just that level of care, that level of service. And like like I said, I really felt taken care of even being away from home. And I think that's very important as you travel and as you move because you are away from home and yes, you're way outside your comfort zone. Now, a hint of paradise travel is where people can find you on Instagram. Are there any other places that people can connect with you or is that the best place for people to go? That's the best place. I have all my contact information on there. Also, if they want they could go to my Facebook, my business page, or if they want to follow me personally, they could follow me on The Bionic Man because I'm The Bionic Man. <laughs> <laughs> and they could follow me on that page. And I also put stuff with my travel, but also my personal life because I think, you know, it intertwines. Right. Uh, your business is who you are and you are your business. I like so that. I don't, I, I'm very transparent with people. I'm very honest. I don't want you to think like, oh, well, he's, out here doing this, this. No, everything I do is always in a respectful way. I, I treat every person I interact with with respect. And even if I cannot help you in the sense of I can't book your trip, I still want to make sure you found a way to handle your birthday celebration or your, your honeymoon. I want to make sure that even if you didn't personally book with me, I want to make sure that it went off well and you celebrated it to the fullest. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm just checking out your... Uh... Hint of Paradise Travel Instagram and man, so much 
sunshine and blue waters. It's making me want to travel. I'm here in uh, cold Seattle right now. And, you know, it's just, it's just good to be reminded that there are amazingly warm and sunny places in the world when it's time for that next trip or vacation. Now, quickly asking this and retying back to that personal development question. Are there any go-to books that you read consistently year to year? Or is it there a book that you always recommend when speaking to people about things to help them level up? Well, right now, I would definitely, I love this book by Tim Grover. It's called Relentless. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's a great book. It's a trainer for Kobe Bryant and also Michael Jordan mm. and Dwayne Wade. And Michael Jordan and Dwayne Wade are one of my two favorite people. And it's just a great book. People break down so much about how much mental grit it takes to do so many things. And anytime I want, I usually refer back to the, that, that book and refer back to different highlights, quotes I have in there. And he talks about the three different types of people, cleaner, closer, and well, mainly the cleaner, closer, and, a, and he's talking about like how people are unstoppable when you get to that level and you don't have to love the hard work. You just have to crave the end result. Mm. And when he says that, he's talking about a cleaner and that's the unstoppable. So it's pretty much talking about good, great and unstoppable. And when you get to the cleaner level, you're an unstoppable. And to get to that level, you're going to have to go through so many rigorous things, different challenges in life, but not because your mind, your body will only go as much as your mind will. If you train your mind right, then your body's going to follow. Mm, I like that. I like that. And that's something, you know, the veteran leaders community quickly understands. I, you know, pulled up the book and just reading through some of the cliff notes and something you said is highlighted right there. It says, relentless shows you how even the best get better and how you can too. And I think that's the whole key of, you know, the podcast, what we do, personal development, being in business that yes, you want to achieve your best, but you don't want to achieve your best today. And then by tomorrow, you're back to square one or negative one. You want to continually get better, achieve 101, 102, 103, and continue to go in a positive direction than in a negative direction. So I think that's a great recommendation. Are there any other podcasts or YouTube series that you also recommend or is relentless just top of mind, top of list. Relentless is the go-to. That's the go-to. Anytime I need an extra push, an extra, I go to this book. This is what I go to. Okay, great, great, great. Now, I know that you're in the DMV area. Any shout outs for anyone in the DMV area? And where can people connect with you in person if they wanted to sit down with you, learn from you, or even come challenge you to a game of basketball? I know one of your favorite sports. Uh Oh, yeah, absolutely. I love basketball. I love, I play right in Arlington, Virginia, uh, with a group of guys, which I would have thought I would never see. It's like 15 to 20 guys come every Tuesday and Thursday, 6 in the morning. So if you're an early riser, uh, you can come at Tuesday and Thursday, 6 in the morning. And these guys are like between the ages of 25 and 55. Mm. And they are running full court. We're not playing half court. We're not playing two on two. We're playing five on five, game 11 straight. (laughs) Wow, 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 wow. So I I definitely enjoy that, getting back into it. Uh, Running definitely helps keep my body (laughs) good for those days because 
uh, it's definitely brutal. They're not, they're throwing elbows, they're playing hard. And I love <laughs> it because I'm from New York, man. I love every moment of it. Even sometimes I know guys, because I'm new playing with them. So they're like, you know, oh, I don't want to hurt you. I said, oh, you're not going to hurt me. I, like, I always, don't let the legs fool you is always my quote. Like, don't look at me and think like, oh, this guy lost his leg or he has a bad leg. He's not going to, I'm going to play just as hard as anybody else. Nice. You know, nice. You, you look at me, I am 190, 5'10", but every time I step on that court, I feel like I'm 6'7", 250. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Six, seven, two fifty. Two fifty. Nice, nice, nice. And well said, well said. Now, as we close, are there any pardon words of wisdom or guidance for the veterans leadership community just around positivity, approaching life with a, a smile consistently, or just shifting perspective so that forgiveness comes as easy for us as it does for someone like yourself? I'll give you the same quote that comforted me through my process while I was recovering from my accident. It was, impossible is nothing. Mm. Impossible is truly nothing. You have to look at the signs every day. There's signs that God gives you that you need to figure out, that you need to look at, that you need to let comfort you in ways to get through certain things. Life is not easy. I'm not sitting here telling you that at all. My process of getting back from my leg was not easy, but it's all about how you are while you're going through it is what people are going to remember. They're not going to remember, oh, you got hurt in the military. Oh, you, They're going to remember, dang, he smiled through the whole process mm. while I did this. So I just encourage all the vets to continue using all the quotes that they get every time, Army Strong, every time mm -hmm. they get a uh, pain is military, pain is weakness leaving from the body. Use all those quotes to motivate you through whatever you're going through or whatever you will go through. Because every time I look at it, I use impossible is nothing and don't let the legs fool you. Don't let people be fooled by what they see. Show them who you are. I like that. I really like that last one. Don't let people be fooled by what they see. Show them who Show you them. are. Well, Chris, this was phenomenal. I, I just love the, you know, the level of clarity you bring to, you know, recovering from, for many, a traumatic process and just seeing light beyond the moment. I think at times we get caught up forgetting that we're still needed and still necessary. And there's people who still need us, even if it's just to forgive them so that they can continue their life at a high level. You know, I just thank you for your time. I thank you for just sharing that insight and that wisdom. And, you know, I look forward to being in your presence again and just seeing what you continue to do to bring your extreme brand of positivity to the world. Thank you, Bernard. I appreciate you wholeheartedly for having me on this. I look up to you and um, I'm only honored. That's all I can say. I'm, I'm honored and truly grateful to be yeah, we'll, we'll meet up again. I'll see you on the court, bro. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, thank you again, Chris. You have an amazing afternoon, well, evening, your time. And uh, I look yeah. forward to speaking soon. Absolutely. All right, take care. You too.